You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. There are also a lot of uh, people in the black metal scene which don't like to um, have experimental stuff in your in your in your music, um, but uh, a lot of trying it and uh, and they are loved. You know, everything is still evolving, as you said. Um, and there are other genres which take up uh, black metal um, ingredients. You know, like the screaming or the blast beat or um, the tremolo riffing and stuff. This is something they um, really discovered to to bring it in their own music. You know that that kind of darkness or dark moods. So maybe it's also a time at the moment yeah, that people are more going into dark music because of negative or pessimistic future. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, brought to you by Sound, Talent, Media, and Evergreen Podcasts, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians, talk all about their lives and music while sharing craft beers. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I'd just like to ask you to follow the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, I would love for you to tell a friend about the podcast. If there's someone in your life that just happens to love black metal, well, you should let them know that the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast exists. You could tell them that there are over 400 episodes where I sit down with some of the world's best metal musicians who talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you would encourage one of your black metal loving friends to become a brand new Vox and Hops head, that would be something that I would truly appreciate. Now today on the podcast I'm very stoked to be with Vespasian and Horez of Imperium Decadence. Get ready everyone this is Vox and Hops episode number 412. I warn you what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today, I'm very stoked to be with Chris and Pascal from Empyrean Decadence. Guys, how you doing? Yeah, we're doing fine. We have a lot of uh, business to do uh, these days because our next album, Desaro Evermore, will be released next week. So there's uh, many stuff going on, but it's great. Um, the songs we released, the singles, are well received by all the supporters all over the world. So. We feel very, very good. Well, that's awesome to hear. This is Vox and Hops. Let's jump straight into it. Vox and Hops is all about hanging out with my metal friends, talking about their lives and music while sharing craft beers. What are you guys drinking on your sides today? Let's start with you, Chris. Uh, I don't know if you can see it. Um, it's a, fr a friend of me is uh, has his own private brewery. It's a very small brewery, yeah. And yeah, it's Eremita. And he's doing a lot of yeah, special series. This one is called Waldbahn, which means a bath in the woods, because um, he puts into uh, fir, fir tree sprouts. Uh, the taste uh, is like lemon and sweet. Hey, that's awesome. I love that very, very much. Uh, it's very cool. I enjoy the idea of putting some pine fir needles into a beer. It sounds very creative. I like it very much. How about you, Pascal? What are you drinking? Uh, tonight I'm drinking a uh, whiskey Coke, or as we say, uh, since, let's say, seven years, and Lemmy passed away, we called it a Lemmy. This is a cup from uh, Wacken last from last year, where we were fortunate enough to have a the show does uh, um, a good combination. <laughs> I am drinking a killer brew from Tuul from Denmark. This is their black malts and body salts, an imperial black IPA with coffee, which is a killer beer style. I love this to death. As I crack this, I would love to hear about your very first beers. Let's start with you, Pascal. Fucking cheap beer from a supermarket called Lidl. It's a supermarket chain here in Germany, and it was 
I was about, I think, 13 or 14 years old. Um, for me, it tasted like shit, and I, I remember that I thought I will never drink beer again in my life. But um, <laughs> it came, uh, it came out very different. So, um, yeah, but it was a really cheap, fucking, ah, shitty beer. <laughs> How about you, Chris? Tell us about your very first beer. Probably I tried it when I was pretty young, but uh, as usual, as a kid, you don't like it because it's too too bitter, you know. But um, yeah, the first beer I really liked, or when I begin or, or began drinking beer, was I think on my 14th birthday, and my father was already drunken, and he mentioned, "Chris, come on." You have to drink beer. You are no old enough. <laughs> Typical for German. And it was uh, a Weiss beer. You know what a Weiss beer is or wheat beer uh, mixed with uh, Coke. It's, uh, it's really great. Let's jump into a classic Vox and Hops question now. I would love to hear about the soundtracks of your youth. When you were growing up in your parents or guardian's house, what music was playing when you were not in control of the radio? What music did your parents or guardians listen to? Let's start with you, Chris. Yeah. My my parents listened to a lot of disco, you know, the seventies disco stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, they they have also some great um, vinyl stuff from um, Johnny Cash. Uh, they have some some great uh, stuff from Johnny Cash, but most of the times I listen to the seventies stuff, you know, ABBA and uh, I don't know all this shit. I cannot hear it until today. So. There would be no ghost without ABBA, that's for sure. How about you, Pascal? My mother was very, or is very, into the first vinyl I ever saw was uh, Elvis Presley. So I think this was a good start. And they also had a, a live recording, Beatles Live in Hamburg, Germany. So also um, very cool stuff. My father, um, I have to say my father is uh, from France, so he listens a lot of to French chanson music, you know, this um, acoustic guitar players with French lyrics you can compare it to a german i don't i think you don't know but he's called reinhard may he's um like a chansonnier lots of lyrics acoustic guitar very um simple the french artist is called uh, francis cabrel so this was the very first time i listened to some acoustic and lyrical um chansonniers so yes this was my stuff but i was it wasn't um I wasn't that satisfied, to be honest. What would be the very first band that you brought into the house? My first CD was uh, Morgoth, a German death metal band, uh, Eternal, the, the Resurrection Absurd, uh, the Eternal Fall. So, but before I had some uh, tapes from, uh, let's say, German pop rock musicians like <laughs> uh, Münchner Freiheit, um, it's like... Um, it was like German pop rock, but not rock and roll stuff. But when it came to rock and roll metal, the very first own city I bought at the store was small enough. Yes. Uh, how, did, how did your parents react to you dragging this new style of music into your house, Chris? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit shy now because Pascal uh, started with such brutal shit, but my very my first CD I bought, CD, CD I bought, I was 10 years old, was the soundtrack of The Last Unicorn, to be honest. <laughs> it's, it's nice. Uh, it has a great soundtrack. I, I still love it. But uh, yeah, that was my first CD. I was 10, year old, 10 years old. Take me to your first shows. Do you remember the first live music experience you ever went to? Let's start with you, Pascal, this time. 
Yes, so it was, uh, in my case, it was in Freiburg, and the band was called Erste Allgemeine Verunsicherung. It's an Austrian comedy pop band, and I was about eight years old, and my mother said, okay, now it's time to see a first concert on this. And I was very impressed from the, the loudness. You weren't playing drums at that point? I already, I already did, already tried, so to say. But when I saw the the, the, the PA, the, the mixing gas, I was, I, I was, I thought, holy shit, this is exactly what I want to do later on. So I like it. I like the whole life situation. I took all the stuff I could have, and then I on the, I played drums on the on the couch from my parents, and I said, oh, you are destroying the whole fucking couch. So okay, if you are, I we guess you want to play drums. So they put me in a music school, and there we. First, learn some basic stuff on xylophone. The most important thing about drumming is the timing, and my son's really into drumming, and I keep telling him all the time, if you're not into the timing, you're not going to be a very good drummer. How about you, Chris? What was your first show? Uh, yeah, I don't know if it counts to, to say if you're on a, on a folk fest or something to see a folk band. So I would say my my very... I cannot remember any, any fact of a uh, folk band, uh, trunk and playing, uh, you know, tuba and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. But no, my, my really first concert was Metallica in 1994 in Stuttgart, Germany. I was 14 years old, I know. I drove there with a friend on a bus and it was full of metalheads, you know, they were 10 or 20, totally drunken. And, you know, the, the, the bus driver was extremely uh, excited because, um, the dirt and the, and, the, and the beer and the cigarettes and you said don't smoke and don't drink beer in my bus every every everything get enraged and he start to play german folk music you know and everybody get crazy and i really said i love metal this is my i love it <laughs> where's the next concert <laughs> The counterculture metal is all about that. But I feel as things go on, there's less extremist in metal. There's a lot more clean-cut metalheads that are coming out, a lot more proper metalheads. But an exception to that rule is black metal. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the pureness. Uh, yeah, I would say it's a 50%, 50% because um, there are some bands which are really crazy maniacs you know but the other 50 percent are really um good guys normal normal good guys afraid to to have a, a terrible show so they drink don't drink alcohol before the show and uh, so just be clean right after the show directly into the hotel to be uh have a good start at the morning at the next day. So the I love the evolution of black metal. I love how it's evolved over the past 30 years. I love that it's such an expanding genre. It's definitely more flexible in the genre as opposed to death metal. What do you guys think about that? I think you, you are totally right. Um, if you take a look at the different waves of black metal, the, the first wave, which was like, let's say a funny wave, like Venom and when this all came up, but then we had this serious stuff going on in Norway uh, back in the early 90s, the second wave of Darfur and Satyricum Mayhem. And I, for me, black metal is, kind, is a kind of uh, a painting that never stands still, you know. You can add colors, you can add uh, shapes and shadows. Um, fortunately, there are so many artists. Remember, for example, Alceste, when they came up, in 2007, I think, with the first album, Souvenir de Notre Monde, they had this black metal guitars, but there was 
uh, other moods. Uh, it was like a dreamy, uh, I would say positive, uh, uplifting sound. And I think it's great that many people came in and they um, explored black metal and they made their, let's say, own version about it. It's like cooking. They add some new stuff. Um, and it's the cool thing about it. It's always interesting because um, new things are coming up. There's this classic stuff, but also um, stuff going on that is very innovative, you know. So I think, as I already said, black metal is a living painting, so to say. I really like that analogy of a painting. And I'm definitely, definitely going to be inspired from that in future discussions and future interviews on my side. Thank you so much for that, Pascal. How about you, Chris? Why is black metal more progressive as a genre than other metal genres, than death metal, let's say, Chris? Well, I think the important thing for death metal is the brutality and, uh, you know, the, the technical stuff, you know. So people are addicted to, to death metal. They love the brutality and um, the technical. And I think that's quite narrow. And I think these people are narrow-minded i would say yes yeah, so and um yeah so if you if you try something else the people won't like it i think but uh, there are also a lot of uh, people in the black metal scene which don't like to um have experimental stuff in your in your in your music um, but uh, a lot of trying it and and they are loved you know everything is still involving as you said um and there are other genres which take up uh, black metal um, ingredients, you know, like the screaming or the blast beat or um, the tremolo riffing and stuff. This is something they um, really discovered to to bring it in their own music, you know, that that kind of darkness or dark moods. So maybe it's also a time at the moment yeah, that people are more going into dark music because of negative or pessimistic future i like to have for example um, i'm also very into death metal because i let's say my extreme music career started with death metal but for example if you listen to old cannibal corpse stuff like even back to life butcher the birth or out of sea acts of the unspeakable and stuff like that it's brutal it's a wall of sound but to be in the end it's like a good horror movie it's it's fun you know uh, because if you if it wouldn't be fun, it would be a serious. We would have a serious, a serious situation. But I think um, so. Black metal is more a and more real emotions are going on, and um, as I always say, more catharsis is going on. So I think for many people, um, supporters, but also musicians, black metal is a kind is your own uh, private therapist. You know, there's more. From you, from deep inside going on, and let's let's say death metal is more uh, entertainment. I, I agree with that, and I think that having just recorded or getting ready to release the new Cryptopsy record, I feel like there were certain things that I was not allowed to do. We tried a clean vocal part. It didn't make the final cut of the album. I feel like there's there's more freedom and less limitations in black metal. Yeah, because, yeah. because in the end, uh, we are writing for ourselves. That's um, our main goal is always um, to write and record an album that um, gives us personal uh, satisfaction, so to say. If other people like it, it's it's great. It's always great to get uh, cool reviews and stuff like that. But in, in the first place, it's 
we are doing it for ourselves, you know. It's, as I said, it's like a self-therapy, so to say, you know. So it's our two personalities, you can find them definitely on all our records without any, um, nothing is deleted or um, hidden. It's a very personal thing. I love that you guys are seasoned veterans of the German metal scene and you've been in bands before and now here you are starting this band and now you hit the success. It's like a, it's a kind of a romantic story, you know, two, two, two guys, same vision, making music together, a good friendship. And then, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a script for life, you know, it's a destiny. It's like a, it's like a, like a movie that was shot, um, uh, way before we were even born, you know. Interestingly, I interviewed Andrew Thorpe King. He wrote a book called Failure Rules. And what would be the most informative failure that you guys experienced in your careers? Business-wise, I would say the first uh, record contract that was uh, pure shit. Um, then you learned uh, not to trust um, many people, you know, that you have to be, let's say, selective. And it's more important, even even on the business side, um, to have friends than hyper professionals, you know. Uh, in Germany, there's a center, uh, there's a wording that means, please put in your back, Please only put friends in your band, then they can learn instruments later. But if you put uh, cool uh, instrument lists in the band and there are no friends, it's, it's going to be, not, it's not working out in the end, you know? Because if you are, you know, this stuff and you're driving in, in the tour bus from show to show, you need friends, a good surrounding. Otherwise, it's war, you know? But the, but the first thing everybody has to learn is um, if you try to save money when buying equipment, you will be punished, definitely. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hopsins? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right, I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxandhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. Something that I'm working on right now, a new segment called Fight the Hops, a very small short-term goal, uh, something that you hope to achieve within the next few months. Chris, you take this one first. What are you doing right now to fight the hops? Not really. Um, I'm already I'm, I'm already doing some sports, so there's not. But uh, to be honest, there's no really goal I have. Okay, maybe healthier food could be one of these points. Less less alcohol, more um, value. Yeah, valuable food. You know, <laughs> healthy food. How about you, Pascal? What are you doing right now to fight the hops? Um, as we 
were so um, full of work the last years with the album and the corona shit came in. My goal is to visit more places in foreign countries, for example, or I want to travel to Rome in the very near future. So uh, go out and see inspiring culture. Is that something that's important for you? You wake up on tour and you go map it out, you go check shit out? Mm, yeah. But you you try it, but often you can you you know that that the bus arrives, everybody gets out of it, everybody take a, a, some food and looks for a shower and to shit and so sometimes when we blow it in cones. So um, I had a trip to the cathedral, you know, for example. Yeah, but everybody who is not into playing a band and you say, yeah, you're on tour, you played in these and these towns and these and these countries, they say. Hey, nice. Have you been there? Have you seen that? And you say, no, I, I see the airport, the, the public traffic and uh, <laughs> the club. Yeah, that's it. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I try to go out there. I try to see things. Something very important for me is mental health. And I think even more now than ever. And something even more in black metal is being human. What do you do when you're not feeling well? How do you tackle dark days? I think, first of all, it's... Um honesty and good friends a good uh, a good surrounding and and also the passion for something so we are in a very good situation that we have um, besides our full-time jobs we have this uh, band going on and this is something very fulfilling you know and when you see right now as when you get the first pressing of an album you put in so many work this is something very good for yeah it's it's like absolutely it's, it's Besides sex, it's gone. Then you will remember my words. So, um, said, so let's say a good a good surrounding and goals you want to achieve, like new album, writing songs, express yourself, have a good reading. I think, and without um, to refer to our actual cover artwork, like without wearing a mask, because nowadays very much people. Many people are wearing masks in in the daily life because they they are, maybe they are afraid to be themselves. You know, for example, they are doing a shitty job they hate so fucking much, and they are dreaming about, let's say, being an actor or stuff like that. But they don't have this. They can't take this um, this step to be honest to themselves and to start to realize the dreams. You know, so. I would say we are in a very comfortable uh, situation here because we, it sounds romantic, but we are living the dream, you know. And I think this is good for mental health. This is why, because I, <clears throat> I said honest to you, to be honest to your surrounding, but uh, also to be honest to yourself, you know. Because you have one life, do what you wanted to do, you know. I want to continue more that what uh, Pascal said because. Um... I think I, I live a pretty balanced life, you know, I tr yeah, doing some sports, I drink a lot of alcohol, but yeah, trying to, to, to have something on the other side, you know, to, to be in the balance. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with everything I, on the, on the position or on the, on the, um, on the step I, I currently being. So 
Um, but I want to say this, you always need something on the other side. So, uh, yeah, we are doing full-time jobs. And uh, when I see my colleagues, you know, they are quite depressive. And um, when we, yeah, you start, you start working on Monday and um, I'm telling, yeah, I was there on a concert and I met friends there and I visited the castle there and I did the hiking trip in, the, in these forests. And, and with what did you? Um, yeah, I, I played this new computer game, and um, uh, I visit my mother or something like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you need something you have to do with passion. You need a goal which you have to reach with a lot of passion, and um, it doesn't matter what it is. You know, uh, could be a, some a hobby or something. Yeah, just something you have passion for and the goal which you can achieve. And I think that's the most important thing. So. When you stand up, stand up in the morning, you you need something that is worth of it to 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 concentrate on or um, to continue the day and doing the whole shit. You know, a lot of shit is do, uh, happening each day. You know, um, you have kids. Maybe you are afraid of everything that happens in the future. You know, you don't know things getting worse and worse each day. So you don't know. So there there must be something in your life that is worth of it to 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 continue everything you know look a lot of people are afraid and being uncomfortable is something that people are uncomfortable with i like being different it's easy to be the same i like vanilla over chocolate you know i'm cool with that something that i love to do is create collabs i've released over 60 to 80 of them under the brand of vox and hops what would be the perfect imperial decadence beer a lot of alcohol for sure <laughs> classic vox and hops wrap-up question what are your hangover cures uh, I choose I, I choose tons of water. Um, also, I choose bacon and eggs and absolutely silence. <laughs> Hell yes, Chris Pascal, thank you so so much for hanging out with me, talking about your life, music, and craft beer. Everyone, go check out that new Imperium Decadence record. It dropped back in January. Chris Pascal, thank you so so much. You guys rule. Cheers. Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to me. I know that I love and appreciate that. Man, this was an awesome conversation, an interesting conversation. I will be upfront right now. I recorded this episode back in January, and I had had a crazy night the night before, and uh, I was a little bit under the weather, so I had to rework around this episode, and I've been putting it off, and I'm very stoked that I pulled it all together and made this work. Massive cheers to Vespasian and Horaz. I guarantee you that the next time we do have a conversation, I will be in better shape massive cheers to natalie for being patient for me getting this episode together go check out their new record in sorrow evermore dropped early january 2023 via napalm records it's a killer record something experimental something interesting something that's constantly changing the evolution of black metal i think it's amazing and imperium decadence are definitely showcasing that massive cheers to vespasian and horaz for hanging out with me i promise once again i will be in better shape the next time we hang out now, if you enjoy this Vox and Hops episode, you should sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast's mailing list. You can do that on my website, voxandhops.com. That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. When you do that, you shall receive one email a week that contains all of the details of everything that has happened recently in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. You'll get to see which episodes I dropped recently. You will get to see which episodes I have coming up. You will get to hear about any projects I have in the works before I announce them to the public. And you will get to see which albums the Vox and Hops album review crew have reviewed 
debuted recently, and you'll get to see which albums Jerry Monk, Vox and Hops's Metal Architect, has added to the Brutal Awakenings playlist. There is always a lot of stuff going on in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal podcast, and I hate when you miss a single thing, so please do me a favor and sign up to the mailing list. The Vox and Hops Metal podcast is brought to you by Sound, Telemedia, and Evergreen Podcast. I'll be back next week with two episodes, one on Tuesday and another on Friday. But until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard. 